Welcome to another episode of the Skippy Report. On this episode, my guest is Jeremy Poulain, who's the young media guru for his family's business, Red Mill Maple Syrup, located just outside of Millbrook, Ontario. All right, so here we are with the Skippy Report, and I have a special guest. Uh, I have Jeremy Poulain from just yep, up the road, just north of us, and uh, he's uh, his parents own Red Mill Maple Syrup. And uh, so uh, tell us who you are, man, because I know there are people here joining in tonight at, and they don't know uh, your background and who you are. Yeah, so I'm just uh, I'm just a kid, really. Um, but basically, um, so my dad, he's into, uh, basically he's into maple syrup and um, I kind of have that same passion. Um, I'd say I have a different type of passion. Like I'm not, uh, my passion isn't really producing it. It's more of like, um, it's more of like telling our story and sharing our stories. I guess that's, that's, uh, that's what I am. But who am I really? Um, I'm a grade 12 student. I guess, uh, if that would be a society's label on me, it would be a grade 12 student. And, uh, but I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really like to say I'm a grade 12 student, but I am. So, um, but basically I'm a kid that just loves to wake up every day and, put smiles on people's faces and just do it through the, the maple syrup uh, business. So, well, it's, yeah. it's kind of handy that we have COVID going on because you don't have to go to school and deal with all that stuff. Yeah. Right? And then come yeah, home and online. take care of all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. So last week when you were doing your uh, live uh, session on Instagram, you were saying how you only have a philosophy course this term and a, yeah. uh, a spare. Yeah. I just have uh, basically – I just have a spare and a philosophy course, so everybody knows. I think everybody who's taking philosophy that's older than me, I think they all know what a philosophy course is. So, um, yeah, I, I don't. I'm it's, I'm a uh, I'm old school guy. I'm bad guy. I would always tell my students. For people who don't know, I was an educator for 29 years. Uh, I think the hardest part of my life was 30 years of grade eight. And yeah. uh, I I would always say things, and I'd say I, I'm going to get in trouble. Punch me. So I'd have the kids punch me, and it's like. Yeah, <laughs> f- philosophy. Uh, I wonder what type of job you get with philosophy. Historian, maybe. Uh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you need to be a really good historian to be. You need to be a really good philosopher to become a historian and make money with it. But right. I mean, yeah, you know, have to be yeah. a really good storyteller too, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Um, when did you really become interested in doing what you're doing as part of your parents' business? Um, I would say like, I started like, I would say like three years ago, like I was before that I was like interested in stuff, but I wasn't really like sharing it. So, but, um, like three years ago I started this Instagram page and I just like my mom, she's like really big on, like she likes Facebook and stuff, but my dad, he's not much of like a, a social media guy. So I just said, let's document it and let's put it on a, let's basically put it on, um, Facebook and Instagram and see where it goes. And I did that three years, three years ago, I started it. Um, and then, so for the past, I'd say the first two years, it was just sort of like trial and error. Like you're not, you don't really know what people want or they, what they like and stuff. Um, and then this year really started, I really started to put effort into it and, um, kind of like study, um, study my, my people. And, um, and then I realized, and then I just found a passion for this. So, um, it's been about like, I think it's going to be, uh, a year, uh, March 1st that I've, uh, basically posted every single day for the last year. So nice. that's awesome. uh, and I, I love it. Like it brings me joy to do it. So it's fun. Yeah. Right. Cool. Well, you know what? Preparation is really, really important. I, I have some friends who are in the military and the Marines, uh, they're Royal Marines from England and, yeah. they, and they have this saying is, uh, Proper pre- proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. Yep. And and you know what? Storytelling, yep. whether you're doing Instagram stories or that sort of stuff, or I'm doing my podcast and here's the teacher and me, you know, I always do a little bit of research. I send out questions to the people I'm going to be interviewing, except the one guy I did this afternoon because he and I are pretty close and we have a lot in common. And, uh, yep. you know, so that especially, you know, people that I'm – I don't see very often or I don't consider like, uh, you know, or maybe they're just acquaintances. 
And, uh, yeah, so I send the questions out, do the homework, and ask if you want to add anything to it to make sure we cover all the bases. So, yeah, it's really important. So uh, any of my former students out there, I do practice what I preach, and it makes you much more successful. And it does yeah. does in Jeremy's world too because if he's posting every day, you know, he's he's got some idea of what he wants to do. I mean, I try to – what I do, I try to give more than what I take, like, yeah. I, I always try to be like, um, like I always try to be in the community as much as possible. Like, like it's not about, it's not about trying to, uh, basically, um, I'm just trying to just spread positivity. And I think that's, that's what works for me. It's basically like, I'm always, always replying to everybody and yeah. that just brings me joy. Like it doesn't matter what kind of question it is. I'm just replying to everybody to whatever they ask. So right. it's just fun. I like doing yeah. it. Well, yeah. and, and, and the thing is, you know what, when you started this, I, w- I was trying to figure out, I was is he doing this for a school project? Because this would be an awesome school project, like in media class or something like that, right? Yeah. I'm always I'm always yeah. trying to help kids. You know, I would tell my students, don't throw your work away. You can recycle it. You might be a little older, so you have to make it more sophisticated. And you know what? Within one year, I had students who submitted work in September resubmit it later in the year, and I'm reading it going, I read this. This is a little different, though. And when I asked them, I said, did you do to me what I told you to do? And they're like, yep. I said, right on. That's what learning is all about. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So tell us about, uh, you said mom, dad. Uh, Who else lives in the household? Um, Basically, I've got a brother. I've got a sister. um, And then I've got a mom and a dad, right? And we're we're all together. And uh, basically, uh, basically, like, I'd say... Um, the passion really came from my grandpa. Um, well, both my grandpas, my, uh, my grandpa on my dad's side, um, he made like, he basically like, uh, sold evaporators and he, right. he made evaporators as well. He had a company for eight years and then, uh, he went, it didn't, didn't work out, but, um, he, he has always been so passionate about that. And then, um, on my, um, mom's side, her, so, um, my other grandpa, basically he, he had like a little bush that had like 200 taps right. um, and with his, with his buddy. And um, he wouldn't do the boiling or anything. He would kind of be like me. He would just do the talking. Right. So um, <laughs> yeah. So then, so my mom's always been kind of like into uh she's always been into the maple syrup as well as my dad. Um, I'd say my dad is more like, he's, he's more in depth into it. Yeah. Um, my mom's just, just there to support us. Yeah. Um, and then I just, I just sort of hopped on and uh, found, found a role. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. People don't know this, our listeners. Uh, we talked earlier this week to try and set things up, and uh, Jeremy put me on to his dad because uh, my family's from the eastern townships of Quebec, and uh, Jeremy's dad, Sebastian, he's from just a little further northeast from the Beauce region. And yep. uh, so, is your is your mom from uh, Quebec also? Yeah, uh, they they met. Uh, they basically met here um, in Peterborough, but they're both. My mom is from a little uh, town called Saint Claude, yeah. and then my uh, dad is from Saint Victor. Right. So that's about like so. There's La Beauce, which is uh, Saint Victor, and then there's uh, my mom is from uh, um, like Ben Chef, so Saint Claude. So it's like an hour away, but right. they actually met over here, which is pretty uh, pretty ironic. Um, <laughs> so is. when we when we go there, yeah, when we go there, we're only like an hour away from both uh, grandparents. So it's pretty, pretty cool. nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really cool. So uh, yeah, you and I met because I found you on Instagram, I guess, and you're doing maple syrup, and you're doing this really cool product, your rye barrel aged maple syrup, yeah. and you're doing bourbon barrel maple syrup this year. Yeah, yeah. I just got the uh, just got the label. Oh, the right mail, on. So pretty cool. Yeah. So I have yeah. to ask you, who comes up with the ideas for these products? Oh, who comes up with the ideas? Um. Honestly, I'd say it'd be probably, it'd be like my dad and myself for the cinnamon. In 2021, you don't really invent anything new. Like, yeah. honestly, everything's been invented before. It's just sort of like adding your little twist to it. Um, so, like, a lot of people ask us, the rye, the rye barrel aged maple syrup, are you guys the only ones that do it? But, like, in the States, if you search it up, like, you'll find a bunch of people in the States. There's a couple of people in uh, Ontario that do it as well, but 
Um, we're the only ones, like, I think the closest one would be, other than us, would be, I think there's one guy in Prince Edward County that does it. I think Tinsmith does it. Right. Um, he does a whis- whiskey barrel age. Right. Um, so I don't know if it's bourbon or rye, but it's, it's something whiskey. Yeah. Um, so the rye one, my dad came up with that one. Okay. Um, he just, last year, he just came up, came in, in uh, the door with a rye barrel in his hand, just a little 50 liter. Yeah. And he was like, let's just try it out. So we tried it out. We put like 50 liters of dark syrup in there. Um, and we did like a super quick, like kind of like a speed run batch and yeah, we, we, it tasted good. So we sold it and yeah, it was, nice. that's how, that's how the first like little twist on maple syrup kind of started. And then we kind of got addicted to doing like little twists. So, right. Yeah. Right. Well, you know what, when you were talking about searching things out, that that's the, the, uh, key to being a good teacher. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Beg, borrow and steal and, uh, you know, just tweak stuff to your class or, you know, your clientele and improve on things and then make it available for other people. So it's kind of the yeah. same, same thing that you're doing with your maple syrup. Yeah. Like in, in 2021, you don't, uh, unless you're, uh, the 2021 Albert Einstein, uh, it's really hard to come up with something completely new to the world. So I, you know what, like, when you say that, I'm always thinking of, I, I, uh, Sebastian, Jeremy's dad is a carpenter and I'm a carpenter also. And, uh, I've been doing some work and a buddy of mine, we were doing some plumbing and we were using the new PEC system and the, uh, clamp that he had or the, the tool to, uh, tighten the clamps around the fittings was absolutely brutal. I have big hands and I had a hard time uh, running that tool. And when I was in a shop the other day, I saw a pair of pliers or uh, channel locks, and they were set up like pliers. I was like, Ernie, yeah. Ernie, this is what we need. We have to adapt this. And he's like, okay, you figure it out, and then we'll be partners. You can have that tool to figure it out, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, like, we're always thinking new stuff. Just for instance, like uh, Cuban cigar-infused maple syrup, that would be pretty cool. Um, oh. I searched it up. I searched it up really? on uh, Google. I didn't find anybody that does Cuban cigar infused maple syrup. So really, that that'd be something. That'd be. I don't know how we would make it. Like I don't know if there would be any like legal issues with that. But yeah, yeah. if we could find a way to do like a cute, because we have a we're gonna have a bourbon barrel age, and then we had a we have a rye barrel age. So I mean, kind of going into that like flavor yeah. path, like yeah. a Cuban cigar infused maple syrup just sounds sounds pretty good i mean i don't i don't smoke cigars right but i don't know i just the smell of it (laughs) and the maple would be pretty good well you you know what there's a lot of people who uh i know my wife sean is like this she loves the smell of pipe tobacco yeah yeah you know what when you're talking about smoky stuff i have a friend out in the caledon area and he makes maple syrup Uh, he makes it on an open fire and uh his specialty is um it's it's like really smoky, so it kind of tastes like hickory sticks infused yeah. in the in the maple syrup. So yeah, uh, yeah. so no, I had a um basically uh basically I uh, my uh, dad's buddy he's in, he's also in uh Falls, and he sent us um some applewood smoke. He tried oh, to do uh, nice. rum and uh, applewood smoked uh, maple syrup. Um, we tried it. I mean, it's definitely for uh. Definitely for a distinct person with a distinct taste, that's for sure. But uh, right. it's got like with smoke, you really need to like control it, right? Like, yes. Like you don't want to like smoke and ruin something real quick. Like Easily. you can overpower something. So yeah. yeah, that's that's what we're we've been thinking of like doing like like we could maybe try to like smoke the bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. Right. Um. Obviously, like there's different there's different ways to do it. Like you could do like smoke like put it in a smoker i think maybe like it's like put your maple syrup in like a big tea bag and then yep. put it in a smoker and yep. it would smoke yeah yeah or like obviously you could shortcut it with like liquid smoke right i don't really believe in that yeah 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 yeah, yeah not as authentic yeah so uh this is what happens when you get old people don't usually see me doing this because uh my glasses i don't need glasses to read but uh my glasses that i have for distance interfere with my reading so uh, let's see. What do we have here? Um, I think you've covered most of it. So how long has your dad, your family had the uh, maple bush, which is kind of southeast of Millbrook here in, yeah. uh, you're in Peterborough County, right? Which is just right north of Northumberland County. I'm down here in Port Hope on the shore of Lake Ontario. 
And you're 30 minutes yeah, so, northeast of me. Yeah, so basically, uh, when did he get it? Um, so we, we bought the house here, so it was just a house before. Um, right. And um, we got it in 2011. Um, and then basically, uh, my dad, you know, it, like, it's, the thing is, like, if you go in Quebec, uh, like, uh, Saint-Vitor area, and, like, La Beauce, yep. um, like, you're going to go down the street, and, like, if there's maple trees on a property, you're going to be surprised if they're not tapped, you know? Exactly. Like, you're going to be really surprised if you go by, like, a street, at, like, a street, like, full of maple trees, and, like, there's a couple properties that aren't tapped. Like, that's really surprising. So when he, when we bought this place, he was like, why wasn't it tapped beforehand? Yeah. So yeah. we just tapped it. And uh, yeah, we've been doing it since, I think he tapped the first trees, I think in, I think he tapped like 200 of our trees, like in 2014. Right. And then after that year, he was like, well, might as well tap all of them, right? Like, let's go all in and tap. Like, it's not even going really all in because it's only a thousand trees, but let's, let's might as well use the whole property. Right. And um, basically, he, so we tapped, a thousand trees and now we've got um a thousand taps here nice. so we've had it for had it for like uh 10 years now i think okay now yeah. and, and do you have any buckets it's all pipeline pretty much right um it's all pipelines but we have um around the house like the trees that aren't tapped we do uh buckets so right. when people like buy or whatever like they and they like let's say we do like an open house or something we'll do like um we'll like tap a couple trees with uh with buckets but um yeah, like we have about like I'd say like twenty trees that aren't aren't tapped, and we just tap them with buckets. So. Right. So right. Yeah. Well, I can yeah. I can we see some to... more. I can see some more of my former students on there. I see Abby Tino. Yeah. I think she's gonna be. You'll see her in the Olympics and swimming one day. She is a monster in the pool. Yeah. Really, that's cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Sorry for interrupting <laughs> you. So, um, yeah. So that that's the same sort of thing. One of the things uh, that the listeners won't won't know except for former students, they'll know about my history and maple syrup and that sort of stuff. So Jeremy and I and Sebastian were talking about it. And um, when I saw a post uh, on your Instagram stories yesterday, I was, yeah. I was, it was really interesting to see what your pipeline looked like because the the pump is way different than... The, the last time I worked in a bush, my children, my daughter, who's 28, I think she may have been four years old. So that was 24 years yep. ago. Well, no, I guess, no, I, I worked in a bush in a friend's small bush last year, helped them out. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's a lot different because we would uh, have these big galvanized holding tanks or stainless steel yep. holding tanks, and there was an actual pump, and it would uh, create a vacuum and suck everything out of the tree but that that's that's a pretty cool pump that you have there that's clear and everything seems to come down into the yeah. pump house. Yeah, that's just uh I think that's just called the extractor. That's my it's the extractor so basically like um if you just like everything is like cuz it's our our bush is like gravity. Yeah. Um, it's like the pumping station is at the bottom of the property. Yeah. Um and it's all kind of like it's all like angled towards towards the bottom of the property like so that it just just gravity would do it and then we have obviously have a vacuum pump as well um but yeah the just all the uh sap comes down and um goes through the extractor and then it's just something really cool to see is you hear the yeah. suction noise and stuff it's, yeah so hey i was i was also looking at at you getting a shower a sap shower when you were out in the yeah, lines yeah. and the squirrels because i yeah. know uncle edwin he 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 always said he made a deal with the squirrels that he wouldn't kill them if they didn't chew the lines they yeah. were they were always chewing the line, so we would spend like a good week walking through the bush in snowshoes or whatever. But what we would do is we'd run the vacuum, so we could hear all yeah. the holes. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. Too. You do the same thing too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yesterday my dad was pissed when he uh, so he was just he came back from uh he came back from work and um um so I shut down the vacuum pump at like he called me at three to go shut down the vacuum pump because it was literally almost overflowing. So I yep. just shut down the, uh, I shut down the pump. Um, and then, um, he said, let's turn it back on. And then we just behind our little shed, like yep. in the story, you just see the, just the sap gushing out. Oh, no like way. Two holes. Yeah. So he's like, he comes to get me in the house and he's like, 
Jeremy, you need to get out here. This is good content. <laughs> so I get out there and I, I'm like, I was surprised myself. Like I never seen that. Honestly, the only time, like when we, when my dad brings me, like when we walk around the bush and you just hear like the little, like um, the sound, like of the yeah. air escaping. That's right. Yeah. Um, but I never, I never saw it like, cause that's a hole in our main line, right? Right. That's our return line, yeah. the black line. Um, so there was two holes in the black line, which is our return line. That's why it was so like, um, powerful. If, if it would have been a hole in like the little, uh, the five, the five sixteen yes. uh, yeah. lines, like the little latex little lines. Yeah. 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 Th- that wouldn't have done anything because it's on, on like a main line. It's a, yeah, that's line, a gusher, it's man. Gushing out. Yeah. Hey, I see my buddy, got- buddy of mine who does a uh, podcast down out of, uh, Ellicottville, New York, Adam, Mr. Adam X. Hey, Adam, welcome. Anyways, let's get back to our lines here. Yeah, you know what? I never had huge gushers like that into the big lines. Oh, I I was I was surprised. I was like, and then and then I I turned it on, and then I just went back inside, and then my dad's just like, "Well, you need to go back to the pumping station to turn it off. I need to go fix it." Right. I'm like, and then I got a bunch of messages uh, yesterday. Like, just the phone was dinging because people were like, "I hope you guys aren't like losing so so much of the staff and stuff." I'm like. Well, well, I guess, I guess that's what it is, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. there's a lot more sap to come from where that came from. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, it's pretty early for the sap to start running. To be yeah. honest, like this is really early. Well, I, I figured yesterday when I got up yesterday and I saw the temperature, like the temperature, I'm not exactly sure if it went below freezing during the night because when I got up early, it's usually around six, six thirty. It was already one degree Celsius. I said, yep, yep, the sap's going to run today. And then this morning when I got up, I was like, uh, I don't think it's going to run. And then I saw your post. It's like, yeah, it's not running today. No, it, it was like, it was, it was chilly today. Yesterday yeah. it was nice and warm, but no, it was chilly today. Yeah. So yeah. 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 yeah and you yeah. know what, when we were talking about pipelines and, uh, and buckets, that's, that's one thing that you miss when you have all pipeline is the ting, 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 ting. Of yeah. the, you know, into the empty buckets. I always love being in the bush and listening to that. Really? Oh yeah. It's just like a, it's it's just like if you throw, you should uh before you go to bed tonight you should put on like you should go on YouTube and put like um sugar bush like bucket sound <laughs> compilation and then just hear that and just fall asleep <laughs> doing that. That would that would be pretty cool. That mesmerizing for you people who have sleep deprivation problems. Go get yourself a. A glass of hot milk and put some maple syrup in it and go to bed and listen to the uh, the drips of sap into tin buckets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I right. mean that the the thing with buckets though is uh, you get you can if you do a whole uh, whole season like a whole two months uh, with buckets and you have lots of buckets like you don't even need to go go to the gym anymore. No, like, you're just carrying them around. Just, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I th- yeah. if I can remember. Like a gallon of water weighs nine point nine pounds, and so we just say ten pounds. But I think like a, a gallon of sap weighs about twelve or thirteen pounds because of the the density of the sugar in it. So for people who have never been involved, old school, you got a couple of five gallon buckets. You're trudging around the bush, dumping the buckets from the trees into your five gallon buckets, hauling them back to either a tractor-pulled trailer or wagon or a horse-pulled wagon and doing that thousands and thousands of times, tens of thousands of times uh, during the two-month period. And people wonder why maple syrup costs so much. Yeah. You know, like you you have wood-fired arches, so you've got to cut down the trees, split them, stack them the year before, right, so they get seasoned. And then yeah. you've got to get out there, and you know you're not putting in uh, putting in buckets. You're using the the lines, but you still have to go trudge through the bush, drill everything, put the taps in, fix the pipeline. You know, it's uh, yeah. You also don't follow a normal work schedule like you follow nature, right? So let's and, say you need to, yeah. Uh, well, go ahead. Let's say like like with maple syrup, like you're not following, like you're not like. Oh, every day, nine to five, I'm working on the, I'm working. No, it's like uh, the start, the sap could start running at like 12 and then you just have enough sap to boil and it's like 5 p.m. And then you boil from five till midnight yeah. and that's your day right there and you go to bed and then you do it again the next day. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it's only two months in a year, so that's why. That's why if if maple syrup would be probably like if it would be, be able if we would be able to make it like twelve twelve months in a whole year, then it would be super cheap. But because it's only two months as well, like yeah, you, know, you only have like a little time frame, right? Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. And yeah. you, and and uh, when you're talking about extending the season, my buddy who I did the podcast with down in uh, Vermont today, he's a maple syrup snob because Vermont's a gigantic producer like Quebec is. And, uh, you know, we were talking about how in Northeastern North America, that's really the only place you get maple syrup. Nowhere else in the world do you get maple syrup. So, you know, it's a pretty special product that we have here. And uh, thankful that uh, the indigenous people shared it with us. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. Like, I don't know if it was an accident or, uh, like, I don't know how they came up with it, but I guess that's how I should... I should research that. But, um, yeah, that, that would be a really cool thing because, you know, cool. like I used to sell Cedar Strip canoes when I was a kid and I, I sold yeah. it for uh, an indigenous group just north of uh, Quebec City, Village de Heron. And, uh, you know, like how they determined to bend cedar, steam cedar, so that they could make the ribs and that sort of stuff and then use the actual birch bark and uh, the pitch from spruce trees and pine trees and <laughs> ingenious. Yeah. Know? And then, and then when, mean, when the white immigrants and explorers came here and they were here in the spring, they'd see them boiling up these big vats of uh, sap on open fires. I don't know how it, I don't know how it actually, like maybe they were, maybe they like cut down a tree and they saw that there was sap and then yeah. they boiled it because they wanted drinking water. And then they saw that, it was. It could like concentrate in something yeah. sugary. I don't I have no clue. Yeah, yeah. I think I, that, it's that's, pretty cool. Though. If you if you find out before me, let me know, and I'll, I'll dig into it. Yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I need to go. I need to do a quick little Google search. Yeah, I think that's what I have to do after this. Yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. be cool. So we're, we're talking about the day. Describe yeah. the north for people who don't know. I'm going to put this as a a sports uh, analogy. It's kind of like in football, the hurry-up offense. You got last two minutes because we, you prepare, prepare, prepare. You wait for Mother Nature, and then it, the sap stops, starts dripping, and then you got to go all out, right? Yeah. So what do you do? Like, yeah. uh, you, you, and and you have to have weather where it freezes at night, and then goes above a little bit above uh, freezing during the day. Okay, so like a normal day as a as a producer, right? Yes. Okay, so wake up from a good night's sleep, um, and then usually you go check on the pumping station to see if it was uh, if it like ran that that night, right? Um, right? Usually you just know by the weather, but you still go check on it. Um, and then our pump, so our pump is like automatic, so it just um, basically switches on automatically when it goes. I think. I think it's above zero. It just starts going. Right. Um, so you don't really need to worry about that. The only thing you really need to worry about is basically once the tank is filled at the bottom of the pumping station, let's say the tank is like almost overflowing, then you turn on a pump and then you pump it up in your return line back to uh, back to the shack in, in our uh, tanks back there. I think we have four tanks now. Right. Um, just to give us more time, like just to buy us time. That's why we have – my dad bought another tank this this year too because he was i it's nature right like yeah um he's like sometimes you just boil until like midnight but if you have another tank you can keep it and then you're like oh i'll, I'll end at like nine and then i can right. use that water like use that sap for the next day right um but basically yeah you go check on the pumping station make sure that's all good uh, my dad almost every day he goes around the bush right and you hear like the little little sound like the little suction sound like the air escaping yep. uh, when you're walking around the bush if there's any leaks usually leaks happen um basically like let's say you didn't uh let's say you didn't empty your lines um before the frost like the freeze then and the the wall like the sap freezes in the line right then like usually usually uh leaks happen there and lots of times like just the the file just pops off right, right? so yep. you need to go back and then tap this file back in the uh in the hole. Um, so once you do that, then um, like you have, then you go to the evaporator. If you have enough water, you start boiling. Um, and what people don't understand, like what people, lots of people think is like when you're making maple syrup, like you just go around the, you just go around the evaporator, drink beer, and do that all day. But <laughs> yeah, there's lots of uh, 
Science. Yeah, there's lots of, yeah, there's lots of, lots of cleaning to do and stuff. And just the evaporator, like a wood-fired evaporator, it takes like an hour before it gets going. Like you can actually get like some type of like, exactly. like roll going. Like yep. anyways, for ours, ours is like, it's like a decent size. Like it's not like a little one. So it's not like a, you can't get it started really quick. Right. Um, but basically it takes like an hour to just get it started. Once it gets started, then you got to have someone beside the evaporator all the time to feed the, with, with wood, obviously. Yes. If you have a, a oil fired, you just, the oil is always constant. So it's always like a constant, uh, cook. But with, with wood, you always have to have someone beside it to feed it and stuff. So you yep. have sort of like a constant, um, a constant, um, heat source. Um, and you, you got to check the bricks, right? Um, yeah. check, check the bricks, see, see where it's at. Obviously you're not always, not always perfect. Like, um, so you have to tell, know, the, tell grandma, the listeners what the bricks are, by the way, I see one of my cousins, Jordy, came on there. He's one of the guys yeah. down in the area where we would make maple syrup when I was a kid. Yeah. So bricks is basically just, uh, like, let's say like energy is measured in joules. Right. Grant, like, um, so bricks is bricks is basically sugar content so maple syrup is to be qualified as like maple syrup like this like substance it needs to be at 66 percent sugar content right uh 66.6 i believe and if it's under 66.6 then it's not i i wouldn't really consider it maple syrup like just scientifically that's, right. that's what it is right and if it's over like i mean if you have like if you have like everybody like you can't always be perfect right, right. like let's say like you have maple syrup that's at like 68, 68 bricks, 69 bricks, 70 bricks. Then basically the, the customer is getting a good deal because he's getting more sugar to uh, yep. sugar to water ratio, right? Yep. Um, but that can if if your syrup is too thick, like it's got too much bricks in it, that can cause uh, problems. Like you'll have like a little sugar, like a little sugar depot at the bottom. Crystals, of your, yes, yes. Of your bottle, yeah, crystals. Yep. So that's uh, so yeah. So once you get the you get evaporating and stuff. I guess you boil all day. Um, and then after you boil and the, the gas go away, then that's when the real work comes in. Uh, that's where the real work, that's where my dad, like sometimes you basically just, so you're done boiling and everything. And then all the, all the guests go. And then now you're left alone to do the cleanup. So right. the cleanup takes like an hour, an hour and a half, yeah. uh, cleaning the pans, um, like cleaning the pans, cleaning all your equipment. Filters. That you use. Yeah. Filters, yeah, um, and the filter gets like honestly, oh, I know, you right? would not believe how much sand is in maple syrup. Like honestly, I need to document that. Like, like there's a crazy amount of sediment in maple syrup. Like last year, I don't know. Last year was a really bad year for sediment. There was so much sediment in our filters. Like it was crazy. I, and you know what? Like, like people would not believe that. Like for example, you know, I used to teach science and stuff, and I would tell kids we teach them about water systems in grade eight. And how water droplets form about how the the moisture condenses in a cloud, but it has to have something to condense around, and it's a particle of dust. I said, so when you're eating that snow, you're actually eating dirt. So when yep. you're when you have when you got maple syrup and it's unfiltered, you're eating dirt. Like, you know, believe oh, yeah. it or not, the trees are with the water that they draw out of the out of the uh, soil through capillary action. We were talking about this the other night. They're bringing dirt along with them. Oh yeah. My mom's classic, my mom's classic drink is just like when guests come over, it's like, I, I like, she just, it's called in French, it's called a réduit, So it's like a, like a reduced sap, right? Yeah. And it's hot and stuff. My mom calls it hot maple sap, but in French it's actually called a réduit. And uh, basically it's just like, um, just take a mug and you take the the sap from like um like the mid part so yep. like it's almost finished but it's not finished and it's unfiltered right so on, there's like once you drink it like there's sediment at the bottom but like a real a real good me you put a little bit of uh you spike it a little bit for sure you. well you know what oh, yeah there's there's the vermonters cold recipe which is like equal parts maple syrup and gin heated up yeah <laughs> oh yeah i mean you need to have fun right yeah I mean, exactly and that, that was one yeah. of the other things because when I was on your uh, – while I was waiting for your live to go live and for me to join, I was, like, checking out the recipe section. And it's like, you know what? There's a lot more you can put maple syrup on than pancakes and French toast. Yeah. We were talking about this. You know, I put it in spaghetti. 
I I put it on everything when I eat breakfast pretty much. Anything that sugar can go in, you can put it in coffee, tea, you know, uh one of my favorite things is having pierogies with uh really with, oh breakfast, yeah. And you know what? I make these where I had to travel to Florida for a wedding uh, a year ago this past December. <clears throat> and I've never been down to Florida really. My parents have a house that I finally got to visit in 30 years because I'm I like winter. And uh, I found uh, in some restaurants that I had heard of as you know, uh, the Waffle House or Jimmy D De- is it yeah. Jimmy Dean's or something like that. They have these things called breakfast bowls. So I make up my own. I get sausages. I have friends who uh, hunt, and so I get these nice venison sausages. I cook them up, and then I put potatoes in. I cook up the potatoes and onions and green onions. And then I'll uh, scramble eggs into the mix, and put ma- and then I put a little bit of cheese over top, and then I drench it in maple syrup. Oh my gosh! Nice. Yeah, it's... I mean, you taught me something the other day when we were on the call. You taught me a you're like hot dog boiled in a sap. Uh, yep. My and then I I pulled that to my dad. And he was like, "Yeah, obviously." Yeah. But I, I guess I'm too young to know that because. We're in the uh, the clean revolution era, so there's standards um, I now. Guess we're not, we can't do that anymore. Yeah. So but. when when uh, when I was growing up, and I'd be in my uncle Kenny's farm, and he'd go and help a friend uh, evaporate if he couldn't get to it. So we'd finish chores. We'd be milking cows, and um, we'd grab like a dozen hot dogs and buns and something to drink, and go back to the sugar bush. And uh, we'd get a bucket of hot sap, and we'd throw the hot dogs in and throw it in the evaporator and uh, let them boil a little bit, and then we'd have hot dogs right there beside the evaporator. And so when I was talking to uh, Jeremy's dad, he was like, oh, yeah, we did that too, you know, but we can't do it now because of the standards. <laughs> yeah, I mean. So, so kids these days, now, you like, miss out, man. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to. I mean, you can do it. You just can't. Well, you know what? You can throw I was just gonna say, we, just just grab a pan and uh, and start yeah. a little fire and and put some sap in there and do it that way. Right. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Does it give it? So I had a question: like, are your hot dogs a little bit sweeter when you do that? Or I can't remember. <laughs> no. I and does it remember. affect? Does it give it like a nice little meaty taste to the syrup or no? I have no. Well, you know what? We're just in sap, right? It's just straight oh, okay. straight yeah, sap. Yeah. yeah. And you, did you throw away the sap? Yes. Did you keep boiling? No, it? no, we we tossed it. Yeah, because uh, you know the hot dogs would have okay. all sorts of crap in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and maybe and, that should be a new new infusion. We should uh, <sighs> bottle uh, we maple boil, infused uh, maple infused hot dogs. Yeah, that would be that would be. I mean, so what sorts of products? You we, we talked earlier in uh, podcast about your uh, rye barrel aged maple syrup, your bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. For Valentine's Day, you had some special uh, chocolate, maple syrup chocolates, yeah. right? And yeah. Tell me the story maple behind that. Tell me the story behind yeah, that because um, somebody so said it wasn't going to go. Yeah, we partnered with the chocolate place, and basically uh, they put our maple butter in their chocolates, and uh, good combo. Like I know um, I talked to a few chocolate places around here, and basically they told me that they don't think maple syrup and uh, chocolate goes well together. Um, I guess maybe because of the texture, like the hard chocolate and like more of like a, like a syrup substance. Right. Um, they've obviously like, never had a cherry blossom then. Yeah. Yeah. Cherry blossom. <laughs> yeah. My, my grandma, uh, my grandma, she loves cherry blossoms. I just give it, give them to her. She puts it in the fridge for like a day and yeah. then the next day it's like nice and crispy. Oh and, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yep. Yeah. Cause when, yeah, when, so we, when we were that. listening to your live broadcast last week and you had mentioned that my wife looked at me and go, she said, maple and chocolate. Like who said that wouldn't go? Yeah. Some chocolate places are like, I don't know, maple syrup. And it's cause maybe they tried it before and that didn't work, but ma- like the, like they didn't like the maple syrup, like the, right. like you put maple syrup in a chocolate. So when you open it, when you crack it open, like it starts oozing out. But I find maple butter in a chocolate is even better than right. syrup. I mean, maple butter is only one ingredient. It's only maple syrup, right? So yeah. same thing, but just transformed. Yeah. So, now, yeah. you're, I saw on your uh, feeds or in your story there, you're doing a cinnamon maple cream? Or? Yeah, uh, cinnamon maple butter, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so basically, 
this I'll tell you guys the recipe. Uh, so basically, same same recipe um, as like if you would make regular maple butter, right? Like um, you boil. So I, I actually made it myself today. Um, I'm I made I make maple. Honestly, I, I like making maple butter. Like it's a it's a labor of love. And once you nail once you kind of nail like you know exactly what you're supposed to do with a machine. Like it's it's easy easy. Uh, it's really easy. So basically, how uh, we make our maple butter is well, we'll make. I'll tell you how we make our cinnamon maple butter. Um, so basically, uh, to make maple butter, you need to. Uh, so the boiling temp, like the boiling temp of water, is like um, it's supposed to be a hundred degrees Celsius. Right. But you're a science teacher, right? Atmospheric pressure changes it up, right? Every single day, um, there's always a different atmospheric pressure. Yep. So the syrup uh, or the the water boils at a different temperature so today like um our maple butter like um i set the uh, thermometer to be ready at 231.3 right since um since basically the sat i mean i i boiled water beforehand yep. and it was at 211.3 so i just do no two it was at 210.3 so i just do 21 degrees over that right so it was at 231.3 that's when your butter is ready um, cause every day it can change, right? Like some yep. days you get like, some days your butter's ready at 232, other days ready at 230.5. Yep. So yeah, today it was ready at 231.3. And basically what we do, uh, I get a 10 liter, 10 liter jug of maple syrup cause we do a uh, 10 liters at a time. And, um, I put, I have two pots on the stove at, going at once and then I put, so I, I equalize them and then, um, I get them going at the same time. And then once the, I put about like we use cinnamon sticks to infuse our uh, right. maple butter. So um, basically, like when it's when it's hot, right? Like the particles are moving and stuff, so it's it's easy to do an infusion. So yep. what we do is just I just throw like I think we we put like today I put like fifteen. It's about like fifteen cinnamon sticks per five liters. Yep. So I put fifteen in there, fifteen in the other one, and then I let it boil. And then once it hits at like two twenty seven degrees, like it's pretty close. Uh, I use a strainer. I strain strain the cinnamon sticks out, and then it keeps cooking. And then we have a little water bath, like a really cold water bath with ice packs in it. Yeah. Um. That's that's already set. And then once it's at two thirty one point three, take it off the stove, put in the ice bath, and then once that happens, it just cools. And then I let it cool down all the way to ninety degrees. Once it's at ninety degrees, I put it in the machine, and then you got um, maple butter. Nice. Um. So yeah. Nice. Yeah, some people leave it overnight, but like, right. um, on, I I find the uh, maple butter is a lot easier to put in the machine when it's uh, when it's at like nine, 90 degrees is like the perfect temperature for me, and you can do it in, in like it takes takes us about like so it takes like an hour and a half to boil it down um, right. for ten liters, and then put in the water bath, and then you can do something else for like an hour, and then once it's at ninety degrees, then put in the machine, and then once you machine up, once you um, basically make it go through the machine a couple times and then put them in the uh, jars and then label them. That's another hour. So it takes about like three hours to make a batch of maple butter, right. like 50, 50, uh, 50, 50 gram, uh, um, jars. So nice. You no, know, it's, uh, I like, I like doing it. So yeah. So the machine that you put it in, does it, uh, whip it? It's like a hopper. Like basically like just, you've got like, um, just, put the uh your taffy in it because we're yep. making taffy when we make maple butter yeah and then it just goes i'll 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 i should document that but it basically just it's like a circuit just goes okay. up and like kind of like creamed honey like i think they use the same machine like right. they just put their honey in there and then it just and then it, you'll see it it starts changing colors and right. yeah it's uh well, that's so. cool any other products that you're thinking of coming down the line um Coming down the line, I was actually, I was actually thinking about it uh, today. It would be like a chai, maybe like a chai infused maple syrup or like a chai maple butter. We, like chai is like basically like cinnamon, cardamom, like all these yeah. different like spices. Um, like I really like, I really like a Starbucks like a chai latte. That's yeah. that's really good. Yeah. So we, I was thinking about that. Um, I don't really know how we would infuse it since like. Um, when we did the cinnamon one, it, like the cinnamon one is pretty, like it's pretty easy to like, right? Pretty easy to do. Like you use cinnamon sticks, so you don't even have like a powdery. Right. Like, there's no powder in here. Like you won't like 
use the maple butter and see that there's like a cinnamon powder you just yeah. taste the cinnamon since it's infused and then we take the cinnamon sticks out and the cinnamon flavor stays in there yeah well it's um, like indian cooking they don't use cinnamon ground cinnamon they they use cinnamon sticks yeah right so yeah so like with the chai one since it's a bunch of spices mixed together um i don't know how we could pull that off maybe maybe we haven't even tried a tea bag yet like right. you could just put a bunch of different spices in a tea bag and basically when your maple syrup is hot, like you could just put it in there. Like yep. we tried to, to do, uh, we attempted to do a chipotle infused maple syrup. Yeah. Um, like a spicy one. But we basically, I don't think we did the, like the chipotle peppers, right? Like we right. basically bought like jalapeno peppers from, uh, from uh, the grocery store and aged them until they like jalapeno peppers. When you buy them from the grocery store, they're like green. Yeah. And then they, they like turn, turn red. That's right. Um, if yeah. you leave them, leave them. Yeah. So that's what we did. Put them on the barbecue, like kind of like homemade smoked them. Yeah. And yeah. And then um, I think, I don't know. I don't think we did the smoking process, right? To be completely honest. And then we put some, we put some in it. Like we tried to infuse it in the maple syrup just for the test. And do you guys, do you guys spicy. have a smoker at home? No. Oh, I have a, I have a smoker. So you know what, and yeah. we we grow peppers. So you know what, next year, when their growing season's going on, I'll, I'll grab a bunch of peppers, and and I'll smoke them and I'll bring them up to you. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, you know what, when you were yeah. talking about the the chai lot maple chai latte at at my cottage in the eastern townships of Quebec in the little town of Ayers Cliff, there's a little cafe, and the woman makes. Uh, my wife loves chai latte, and uh, she makes this chai latte. And Sean loves it. And the key ingredient, maple syrup. Nice. That's She says that's the only difference in the recipe that, you know, she uses. She substitutes maple syrup for it. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is with, like, I find, like, the thing that's tough with uh, maple syrup uh, and, like, um, the coffees and stuff, I kind of use it like as a sweetener, right? But it's tough to like really showcase the maple flavor unless you use like maple sugar to top it off or yep. something. But because um, you need to put, all, you're gonna have a really really sweet coffee if you want it to have like a maple flavor. Oh, if you for use sure. Yeah. So I kind of use it more of like a natural sweetener. Yeah. And it's a really like it's a good sweetener because compared to like white sugar and stuff. Like I know my grandpa when he was alive, like he would just basically every single morning use maple syrup in his coffee rather than exactly uh, yeah. white sugar. That's just a habit of his. So. Yeah. Well, you know what I, I yeah. growing up and, and being around all the old timers at on my uncle's farm and stuff, you know what, during the depression back in the 1930s, the people who lived out in the country, just like now in the pandemic, you know, they're, they, uh, they don't really have as many problems with, uh, food security as people in the city who have to depend on going to the grocery store. You know, they, out in the farm, they had cows, so they had milk and butter. They had meat. They could grow pigs and chickens and that sort of stuff, slaughter them. They had all their vegetables that they could grow. And yeah. their sweeteners, they, you know, if you had a maple bush, you had natural sweeteners, you know? Yeah. All right. Um, here's a question for you. Do you see yourself Do you Shoot. see yourself continuing in the maple business? Like, I, whenever I would teach in my career in the beginning of the year i would always yeah. ask kids what do you want to be when you grow up yeah this is a civics and careers question this is like the culminating path to civics and careers. <laughs> yeah so what do you want to be uh, when you grow up honestly i right now like last year i was all into like physiotherapy and stuff like that yeah um because like i'm into hockey and stuff um so I was kind of like into like the fitness, fitness world, yep. kind of like really, really hard in the fitness world. Um, and then honestly, I just fell in love with the business part of it. Like I, I love being like a, I love the business side of things. Yep. Uh, so being able to, being able to help support my dad's uh, business with that type of uh, like, with like being an asset, doing that, like doing, being like, doing all the business stuff and the PR stuff. Like I, I like doing that. Yep. So I, I really want to keep going and like branch out. Like, like you can see, like now we're not just in maple syrup anymore. Like we have candles now, like yeah. we carry the old jar, old jar candle co sugar shack maple candles. So, I mean, I, I kind of want to make it like, like, 
we're into, we're like the main thing is maple syrup, but like I want to make it like we're gonna be all things maple. So like you might not even want to buy like maple syrup off of us, but you might want to buy like cool candle off of us. Maybe like yeah. I don't know, we're maybe like something like we might start getting jams. Um, yeah, you know, honestly, like lots lots of stuff like that are kind of like gourmet and niche. Yeah, um, that are really like cool and just that do good online and that's that's what that's what i i like doing like that i like the thing is with me like you like being an entrepreneur yeah i i have a passion in like creating like stories um creating like like a brand like doing like i want i want it to mean something like that's why like i'm all over like social media and stuff because like i'm not doing it because it's a chore i'm doing it because i like it like every time like when you when I see you uh, reacting to my stories, I'm like, let's go, and I just go on. <laughs> and I, I engage, so like that's that's so in in the future, like right now, as of right now, obviously it can change, but because yep. like life changes and stuff. But as of right now, like I would love to go in like either like business marketing, uh, and eventually like doing this. Yeah, um, I really like it. Um, I'm open to a bunch of different stuff, but um. Yeah, I I just want to grow grow this to see where see where it can like take us, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, um, you never know where something can take you, and um, it's only been like we've only been actually like putting effort into it for like a year now. Yeah. And I I feel like I feel like we're growing like pretty well. Like it, we're doing we're doing a decent job. Like yeah. So every day I'm learning something new. So. Yeah. Um, but um. Well, that you know what? But that's... basically, like. Go ahead. Yeah, like. Our, our goal isn't really, like, my goal anyways for this isn't really to, like my dad said, it's not really to um, become, like, the biggest maple producers and selling loads of barrels, like, a right, year. Like, right. yeah, we don't want we don't want to do that. Um, what we want to do is basically, we only have a thousand taps, right? So, yeah. um, we basically just want to do, like, cool products, like, with the a thousand taps that we have. Yeah. Um, just to do, just try to figure out you know, like how to make it as cool as possible with the little, little amount that we have yeah. and branch off with other cool, different products. So, yeah. Yeah. Mark marketing is an excellent career for you. I think, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not really into it. Like, I don't really like, uh, sale, like sales, yeah, the sales yeah, part of it. That's yeah. not, that's not, I don't know. I don't like, I don't like the sales part of it yeah. since I don't like always asking and stuff. If you want to be a car salesman when you're older, like nah, there's no, no way I want to no. be a car salesman or like a real estate agent. Like yep. I just don't see myself being that type of guy. Yeah. Um. But like doing like help build the brand, being able to being able to talk to people and really study um study people like study the trends and stuff. That's yep. what I like doing. And I really have like I don't know. I found like a like passion for like kind of like photography like. Um, if you look at my posts from last year, like they were not even close to what they look like now. Like right. now I'm, I'm just starting, I'm starting to have the eye for like kind of cool stuff. And, yep. uh, it seems to be, it seems to be picking up. So it's, it's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. So tell us, uh, where can people find you? Obviously people on here watching this right now know where yeah, to find they, you. Just, yeah. So do you have a presence on, on Facebook at all? Yeah, yeah, we have uh, we have two Facebook pages. So okay. we have uh, Red Mill Maple Syrup, and then we have Sugar Rush Maple Bush, which is that's what we were named before. But then we didn't change the name on Facebook. Right, but it's still our Facebook page. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool. And you're obviously on the interweb, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, www. Just search up Red Mill Maple Syrup in Google. I think everybody's got Google. Yeah, and uh, our 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 info is gonna pop up. So. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, you you can if you want to. I mean, you don't you don't need to if you don't want to. Oh yeah, I mean, man. That's yeah. that's why we're doing this. Yeah. That's why we're doing this. Yeah, this is a pretty. I, I'm just doing this because this brings me. Uh, this makes me happy just to be able to talk. Like, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, you yeah. know what I thought. It, you know, uh, a friend of mine says, you know, what are you doing in the pandemic? You know, time to make yourself better. And I was like, yeah, I started this podcast, right? And so you did your live show last week and we were talking, you know, I, yeah. you were answering some questions and some people would ask some questions. I'd throw some answers out there for them. And uh, yep. I was like, Hey, I do a podcast. Would you be interested? And so actually this podcast is being recorded and I'll put it out and I'll yep. put a link out and I'll send it to you and tag you in it when probably come out uh, next week, early next week. 
And uh, but then you were the guy who came up and said, "Hey, we should do a, an Instagram live thing." So it's like, yeah, yeah. you know this good content. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. This it is gives awesome. Me, it gives me. Uh, I love it when. Uh, I just love it when you have content because, like, I mean, it gives gives the uh, people that are watching something that something to look at, like two guys talking back and forth to each other. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a lot less awkward than sometimes I go live and I'm alone and I'm like. I'm just waiting on people to answer. I'm like, yeah, is this is this gonna happen or what? And yeah. then when people answer, it starts getting fun. But yeah. it's just fun to have, have a presence, right? That's, yeah. that's cool. I know. I I felt my friend was like that because I I'm a moderator on a big Facebook page and based out of Salt Lake City, and he owns a ski shop, a movie company, and a magazine. And so we're yeah. trying. He we're trying to figure some things out that I got started at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, with all my skier friends, it started locally and then grew to a guy in Oregon and then some other guys. And then we, so we had, uh, one night, there was a few of us from Ontario on it. Uh, my buddy Jarl from Eugene, Oregon, uh, Rick, uh, from, uh, Boulder, Colorado, oh, sorry, Golden, Colorado. Um, uh, my buddy Josh in Salt Lake city. And, and yeah. then, and then there was a guy, uh, another night he's from Australia you know, so we're all sitting nice. talking about the type of skiing we do, and most of us are drinking beer. The guy in Australia, he's eating breakfast. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. it's pretty but, cool. Yeah. yeah so Josh, cool. jo what's that? You seem to have traveled the world, then, if uh, you no. know all these people from all over the place. No, 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 I, I don't, I don't. I'm not a big fan of airports, so I, I've mostly, okay. I've, I've just traveled a little bit within uh, North America, so. Yeah, but that that's what uh social media will get you, right? Facebook and that sort of stuff. I I do have some other experiences that I've met a lot of people because of what I was doing. So, and they're from around the yeah. world. Yeah, so it's uh it's been pretty interesting. But yeah, it was uh it was really cool to do this. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I'm honestly like that's what I'm thinking of, the, of about it like podcasts are like really in right now like it's yeah. really like a big trend like you yeah. see podcasts popping up everywhere yeah um because everybody's just so used to listening to songs on the radio and i feel like they're missing like the the person the person like interaction right so i i just love going on a podcast and just just cool podcasts i'm like i i don't know i i, I kind of want to start like a live show or i wouldn't do a podcast i think i would do more like a live show like this yeah yeah and just have like people request to join and just yeah talk, talk well, see that's um, that's what my buddy josh and i are, and this other guy travis are trying to figure out so when when josh was on doing the facebook live it's the first time he's ever done this and so i i messaged him i said let me know when you're on so anyways i didn't hear from him i get on the page there he is all by himself. <laughs> so I joined right away and it's like, yo, Josh, you know, and he goes, Oh, Keith. And then, and then a couple other people joined and then, you know, more people joined afterwards. You know, he was just testing things just to see how things went. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's bad yeah. when you're doing a live thing and you're the only one. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. It gets, uh, gets pretty awkward. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll wrap this up. So I want to thank you very much for uh, being a guest on the Skippy Report. And Skippy uh, Report. you can yeah you can find that on Podbean right now, and uh, on my my Facebook page Keith Woods. So uh, that's how I usually get it out there. But uh, thanks so much, Jeremy, for uh, being a guest and coming up with this innovative way to enhance the Skippy Report and uh, Red Mill Maple <laughs> Syrup, man. Oh yeah, I hope you got a I hope you got a couple followers from it and uh I just want to say thank you thank you very much for uh thinking of me. Yeah. Um honestly, it it's it's so cool to be able to like branch out and uh oh, yeah. meet people that are, that are as cool as you. And oh, thanks. um <laughs> Yeah, there's yeah, my kids be a part two. If my there kids are, be a, Oh yes, that's right. What? I I was just going to say There definitely be a everybody should stay tuned for a part two Skippy report with uh with with the, the old guys, kid, which is my dad, yeah, yeah with the uh, with the owner, yeah, and yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty and, cool, and yeah, possibly possibly up. an owner of another sugar bush too, right? Yeah, yeah, with uh, Mike Mitchell, yeah, yeah, we need, need yeah to I'll have to hit him up, yeah, for sure, yeah. Oh yeah, you need to hit him up. I I love Mike, man. He's such a good guy. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. All right, well, you yeah. take it easy, and uh, thanks for doing the Skippy Report, man. Hey, thank you, and thanks for everybody else for tuning in.
Yeah, thank you for the – yeah, thank you. This is awesome, yeah. All right. Anyways, have a good one. Yeah, you have too. Have a good night, eh? All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Skippy Report.